Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. Coming up on the program, we'll react to Texas A&M getting selected to play in the Texas Bowl for the second time in four seasons, and the third time since 2011, where the Aggies will meet Oklahoma State for the first time since departing the Big 12 for the SEC at the end of the 2011 season. We'll dive into the college football playoff. We'll jump in and and break down the New Year's Six games and look at the coaching carousel, a busy weekend of the coaching carousel front over the weekend as well. We're joined by Tex-Ags columnist Ola Buchanan, Tex-Ags co-owner and executive editor Billy Lucci, and Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief of the college football page at theathletic.com. All that and more coming your way next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TexAgs Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TexAgs.com, what are you waiting for? TexAgs.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TexAgs. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TexAgs.com. Back, Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we're in studio with Tex-Ags columnist and Heisman Trophy voter, Mr. Olin Buchanan, as we dive into the matchup between Oklahoma State and your Texas A&M Aggies in the Texas Bowl 
Another Texas Bowl showing. Go back to 2016 and 2011. This is now three in the last nine football seasons that the Aggies going to be headed to Houston for the Texas Bowl. But let's start locally, OB. The Aggies to the Texas Bowl. You were out there with Jimbo yesterday. What's your reaction and, and what did Jimbo have to say yesterday? Well, of course, Jimbo's going to say it's a, a great thing and because they can recruit Houston better, which they already do. He'll never say what we would right. say. And, and he's going to say, you know, the guys are excited about it because no one has to travel far and all that. Um, but, you know... It's it's somewhat disappointing, but you really can't. When Alabama lost to Auburn, it made it pretty pretty clear that was probably what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think A and M is going to the Texas Bowl because where's Tennessee? Gator, Gator, mm-hmm. and then uh, Kentucky's Music City, right? Or something? Yeah, something Kentucky like. is Belk, and the Music City took uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. The, so the. I think it was less about A and M uh, traveling and more about those other places traveling. What's the easiest place to, for them to go to try to make sure they'll go to the game? Because kind of a money saver right there. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, you know, and Lexington to Charlotte and Starkville I, I think, to Nashville. I think most Aggies that I've talked to anyway would have rather gone to either Nashville or even back to Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if you couldn't go to Florida. Well, I think a lot of Aggies would have loved to go back to Jacksonville, but the Gator mm-hmm. does not like to repeat, yep. and most bows don't like to repeat don't. teams. So, but you know, when you're at that at that spot, um, if you can't get into Florida, then it's just a grab bag. Yeah, and, you know. So I, it, it, you know, hey, go over there, get it done, and start. You know, thinking yeah. about next year. I kind of had the same thing. Kind of meh. I mean, <laughs> Houston's a great city, but bowls are kind of meant to be a little bit of a destination there. But and so on one hand, you're like, well, look, don't go seven and five. You don't go seven and five, and you stay out of the any of these this ilk of bowls uh but the other hand is a lot of teams playing a new year six bowls go seven and five on a and m schedule and right. where is the break like well, where's the little now i want to say pat on the back i'm not for it everyone gets a trophy kind of generation especially for 18 to 22 year olds but where is the the value well, in playing and in, in challenging yourself and playing a schedule like this and be, being pretty pretty darn competitive when you have to pick like a t- i understand there's no not, what better can you do? But you know, Nashville would have been probably a little bit more of a destination award for these guys. Well, here's what I would wish I knew, and I asked him. Of course, he's not going to tell me. I didn't think he would. But you know, Scott Bjork puts his three preferred destinations to the SEC. Yeah. <clears throat> now I would hope, and I again, there's no way to know this that after Alabama and and Auburn, you know, because it look. They deserve to mm-hmm. get consideration for AM. And that's where you're kind of locked because that left you with Gator and you were there last year. Right. So yeah. I would hope that that the SEC would, would have given AM first consideration for for what uh you know for your preferred bowl game because there's no way you could look you could take AM schedule and their performance and like Put it against another seven and five Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. and say, "Oh, we're going to give Tennessee the first consideration." So, right. whereas, so maybe the Texas Bowl was high on A and M's list. Maybe he got with Jimbo. I mean, I'm just speculating. And, and Jimbo said, "Look, if we can't go to Florida Bowl, let's just go to Houston. It's going to be easier. Uh, you know, maybe we get an easier opponent. I don't know. Uh, you know, you'd probably rather play." Oklahoma State than Penn State. Well, not Penn State, but you know, Minnesota or whatever. Um, and well, you're you know, speculating. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and by the way, there's this running back in the Houston area that maybe this will give us a, a little more time to try to keep working on him. You know, maybe 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 that. Ha- but if if somehow, say the the Music City Bowl or the Belt Bowl or something that was higher on the list, and again, we'll never know. Uh, and they still got to, 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 then, then it would wouldn't have. surprise you because A&M it, it w- has been a stepchild yeah. in a lot of ways from the league office. That's true. No, it wouldn't surprise me, but then I would be I would be angry. But see, yeah. you, we don't know whether to be angry or not. Yeah. Well, next year you go 7 and 5, you go to Vegas. Well, next year you go 7 <laughs> and 5 and they'll they'll you you won't fire the coach, but there'll be no. calls for firing. Oh the coach. yeah. Oh, they won't you won't go 7 and 5 next year. <laughs> That's one thing you can bake on right now. That's not a bald prediction. <laughs> they ain't not going seven to five on next year's schedule. Now, Okie State, the matchup itself, I kind of like. I mean, it's a it's a very good, explosive offense at Okie State. Now they're better with their quarterback, 
uh, when their quarterback's healthy. And Mike may Gundy or may not said, be. The, the mullet man yesterday said he's maybe. He, he has a, a major thumb injury. He's supposed to be out for the entire season, including the bowl. But Chuba Hubbard leads the nation in rushing yards at 1,936 yards. But you pointed this out last week during kind of Heisman watching why you don't have him <laughs> up high. At least I don't think you do is the numbers dwindled late mostly because Spencer San- when Spencer Sanders left the field and you could zero in on Chuba Hubbard and then the new guy Drew Brown is that right yeah Drew Brown he couldn't get the ball as effectively to Ty- Tylen Wallace and Chuba Hubbard's numbers went way down now you got an ever improving defense so I'm ex- uh, at A&M I'm excited about that A&M and their offense should be able to get something rolling against the number 113 pass defense and the number 64 run defense. Well, they should be able to. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we've learned not to – or we should have learned not to take anything into for granted because we've seen times when we thought, okay, this is a great matchup, mm-hmm. and yeah. it just hadn't worked out. But Hopefully you have like a South Carolina kind of moment against uh, these guys. Defensively, so. South Carolina is a lot better than they are, I think. You would think. Um, but trying to contain – Chuba Hubbard is going to be the number one situation there, without a Absolutely. doubt. If you can keep him somewhat under wraps, he's been held to. Let me look at this. He's been held to 122 yards or less in his last three games. Uh, I think uh, Kansas had like 122, had 116 against Baylor, but he did have a 223 outburst against TCU. So four of the last five games, he had 122 yards or less, which is still very respectable. Which is very respectable. Yeah. It's just not what he was doing. He was on a Barry Sanders pace early. Yeah. Um, had a huge game against Tulsa, had a huge game against Oregon State, and had a huge game against Kansas State. Yeah. So, so one good defense in there. So, uh, you know, so he has the ability uh, to, to uh, have a big game. Now, A&M yeah, has, as we know, in the run defense, has shown the ability to stop you, you know, nine times out of ten, but it's the tenth one that goes for the big game. So they're mm-hmm. just going to have to try to – keep him under wraps and if you can do that you're probably gonna win the football game well the mullet man's in his 15th season <laughs> back at his alma mater 129 and 63 he's nine and four in bowl games so this is his 14th bowl game of 15th season they were real bad that first year in 05 after miles left and they've been pretty darn good for what they are after that and he said a&m's the best seven and five team in the history of the ncaa i don't know who asked jimbo but he was asked about it and all jimbo said was appreciate that right I appreciate Mike saying that. Yeah, stuff. why do you say that? That's that's one of that's that's, that's quite a compliment, huh? Yeah. And that likes saying, "Hey, you're the oh, oh uh, best all four team in the country." <laughs> oh no, that it was, was the '94 that, question. Yeah, that was pretty with heinous. SMU. Um, yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, would you rather be the best seven and five team ever or the worst eight and four team? You know, we're still rather be eight and four, right? No um, question. You know, just try to be the best eight and five team. And you know what? Here, here's the thing That's about right. the matchup: Oklahoma State's ranked. They're still 25th. number twenty-five. Yep. So you have a chance to end your season with a victory over a ranked opponent, and then you can say, "Hey, look, if if they were just ranked out of the top fifteen, we were fine." So yeah. that that's a great way to 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 spin it and really set the table for next year. Yeah, this ranked team is a first. First, first, fourth, or eighth at the time you play. At them. the time you play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're just getting started on a Monday morning. 693-1150 is our phone number. If you'd like to get in, we'd love to have you. What is your reaction to AM getting a Texas Bowl draw for the third time since 2011 and facing Okie State for the first time since leaving the SEC, uh, which would was immediately following that very 2011 season, last time they played together uh, on the football field in that 2011 football season. Our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll get Billy Lucci's thoughts on the Texas Bowl matchup with the Ags and the Cowboys next on the Texas Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and we're joined now in studio by Tex-Ags executive editor and co-owner, Billy Lucci. All right, A&M headed back to Houston for the second time in four years, third okay. time in nine seasons facing Okie State, eight and four out of the Big 12. They hadn't played them since 2011. What do you yeah. think about the matchup and the bowl destination? A couple things. Like, I don't like 
playing in Houston three times in nine years for your bowl. That that I don't like. The show is the land of the lost. I just got a text. Yeah. Just did too. Great show. When I was a little kid, I used to love it. It was like, it would be mixed in with cartoons. So I never mm-hmm. really was like a, I mean, I had a couple that I would like here and I was never a huge cartoon fanatic, but land of the lost would come on like a Saturday morning or whenever it did you'd watch it. But, and then Jack Black did a reboot movie of it and Jack Black low key sucks he's terrible but i'm not sure how low-key that is yeah well i, I mean i, I really i, I would have thought you like jack black. i like tenacious you know who, you know who would like jack black <laughs> brawny brawny oh yeah, yeah. dalton dalton big so, jack black uh, here's my thing with this i you know the bowls have been incredibly underwhelming since a&m joined the sec is it worse to like i'm tired of playing big 12 teams in bowl games this is going to be four times in eight years since A&M's been in the league. Oklahoma, West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. But then I go, is it worse or better? Are those matchups worse or better than playing Duke, Louisville, Wake Forest, and NC State? They're haven't better. gotten a great one They're yet. Better. Better. It's better to play the Big 12 than these teams, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, A&M has had really just meh bowl draws since joining the conference it's not what you signed up for in every other area the sec has been exactly what you signed up for and and i'm writing this today and don't give me though if you'd have stayed in 2012 you would have won the national title no you wouldn't have undefeated alabama undefeated notre dame you wouldn't have played in the title game so you would have actually not made it because you were in the big 12 because bama wouldn't have had a loss a&m and johnny wouldn't have beat them Mm-hmm. Big Aggie myth there. The other one is, well, it's the same result, seven and five. Okay, it has been for two years. Last year, though, you could tell it was different in the way they went about getting there. This year, the record's the same. You look at that schedule. You look at what they have in the way of no seniors. I'm telling you, this is the last time that Aggie fans are going to have to have this conversation about these lower-tier bowls for a while. I, I, I feel it. I, the football mind in me knows it. Watching what they're doing over there tells me that that, as that and then some. This is the last go round of that. Mm-hmm. So, even if they don't get better, just the schedule alone and more experience and twenty five seniors or whatever yeah. is going to lead to a nine one year minimum. Yeah, I mean, th- this year's seven and five team on that schedule is nine and three. You know, so it's it's. Even like you said, even if that, but I think they get better. I mean, I don't think there's any. I don't. I don't think. I know they get better, but um, we can we talk about that the whole off season. Right now, we're talking about the bowls, and and to me, I'm actually kind of excited about Oklahoma State. Um, it's a good matchup. I I'd rather play Oak State than Minnesota. I mean, I'd rather be in in you know Tampa or Orlando for a bowl game. Because I don't like again, I don't like Houston three times in nine years. I think that's that's almost a little disgusting. But that, see, that goes that goes back to the well, then win more games. You don't want to be in these bowls. You don't want to play the third, second, and third tier ACC teams. Win more games. I hundred percent go to that, higher but, bowls. Hey, and I think that's. I, I don't think I know it's coming. But what about so, where? At what point? And I'm not saying give everybody a trophy, but at what point do you get a little bit of credit for challenging yourself? And playing a schedule like this, and you do go seven. I don't know that A and M challenge. I mean, when they scheduled Clemson, Clemson was ranked probably in the top twenty. But so it's not like it is still the hardest schedule we've ever seen. Yeah, but what do you want them to do? Well, I know you're locked you put because a, I mean, you can't go to Gator twice in a row. Yeah, that's where it, that's where it got you. Right. That that's where it got you because you'd have gone over over Kentucky. You'd have gone over. You you know, and my thing is, if it would have come to a straight up heads up with Tennessee. For for a higher tier bowl, and they'd have given it to Tennessee. I'd have had a gripe because mm-hmm. look, you lost to Georgia Southern, you lost to BYU. That is the season that counts. And if and if later in the year because they won six in a row against bad teams to end the year, really bad teams to end the year, while A and M was losing to Georgia and LSU, then it becomes it, it becomes a deal where you're just going SEC like. You're just taking common sense out of the equation. You're just forgetting what happened in September. That doesn't 
count to the entire body of work just because their fans are more excited about it. So then I would have a gripe. But they're in the Music City Bowl. What At that point, what are you going to do? Put A&M in the Music City in Tennessee and Houston? It makes sense. So the Aggies just need to win more, and this won't be a thing. And I do think they will. And But now, if you go back to the matchup, Iowa State wouldn't have excited me at all, even though I say they're better than Oak State. Oak State beat them in Ames. Mm-hmm. Iowa Try. State wouldn't have excited me. Better record, too. A rematch with K-State damn sure wouldn't have excited me. Uh, there's only a couple teams in the Big 12 I'd like to see them play this year, and it would be like OU, who, by the way, they're so bad that I think the Aggies would give them a hell of a game at 7-5 and five against 11-1 and one OU. They can't hold on to the lead. They're, they are pitiful. Hold on to the lead. They've had Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts is is awful, and I've said it all along. I don't. You can show me the statistics and the fact that they look like Kyler's and 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 Baker Mayfield is the most deceiving thing I've ever seen. That guy, if he has to throw the football to beat you, he can't do it. He can't do it. And I don't. I I just think I say all terrible, awful. I think overrated is the better word. And God forbid you should say that about a, such a great kid and a great young man. And I totally agree. Like Jalen Hurts, I wish he would have gone to A&M. I would love to have 85 guys like him representing this program mm-hmm. and this school. He's great. I'm talking about on the field, when he has to throw, he is a liability. And he's been several times this year. That was the case at Alabama in a couple of, of defeats or one near defeat when they had to bring in Tua. Um, I just think Jalen lacks a lot as a passer, and I think LSU is going to absolutely throttle them in the playoff. And, and what a what a great situation too. for LSU to have played as well as they have these last two weeks and reclaim that number one spot and avoid who I think is the second best team in it, which is Clemson. Oh, that was huge. So, yes. I mean, but in the Big 12, Oak State, I like playing him. I like I like the mullet and some of his sound bites. Already he's starting Already. with snark, you know, and sitting there saying A&M's the best 7-5 team. Did he say in history? In the history of the yeah. NCAA. He's being, yeah. he's being a total smartass. He's cut from that. The hand Dana Holgerson <laughs> are cut from the same mold, and, and they're going to get their shots in where they can and kind of do one of these and – you know what? You beat Dana. Now go beat Gundy too. Gundy, yeah. Dan- last time you played AM, Gundy was dancing in your locker room, dropping it low with some of the worst rhythm I've seen. And but pre mullet, by the but way. But they were celebrating in this locker room and and yeah. I mean, fear the mullet now. Respect the mullet at least. Let's say that because Oak State has made a history of, of beating teams that are, are bigger than them, higher profile programs than theirs. He lives for that. Yep. And uh, four bowl games. the only team they can't do that to is OU. That's why they beat Texas so regularly. And then what he do, What is he in bowl games? Nine and four. He's made 13 straight me. bowls. This is 14. The guys won a Fiesta Bowl at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I like the matchup. I, li- I mean, I like it from an entertainment value. There's going to be a lot of fans there. Oh, you know, yeah. Oklahoma State will travel. They got a large base in Houston and in Texas and in A&M so it'll be a I think it'll be a fun bowl game I actually I like it I'm, I'm all I'm in favor of it if you gave me my option of opponent and it was I mean a Minnesota doesn't do it for me I don't even at this point I don't even know who who's in the music city the music city is who's uh, Tennessee Mississippi play? State Louisville, oh, Louisville. Music city uh, Gator is Tennessee Indiana you're not yeah. interested in that or God. Louisville Imagine the playing is Indiana. Kentucky Vatek, so that would have been interesting. But no. Vatek would have been a good, fun matchup. But that's this not any it. more fun than Oklahoma no. State. Like, what did Vatek? Oh, we get to see Bud Foster coach game. on the side. Who cares? Yeah. We've already played Bud Foster twice. This is actually, as far as game day atmosphere and competitive opponent, this is it. Yeah. And you're not batting. You know, you're not drawing another one of these. Like, I think had Michigan fallen. Michigan was playing pretty good ball there at the end. You know, like you, Wisconsin, had, had they, you know, lost a little more uh, decisively to Oak State, I mean, to Ohio State, they could have been in, in one of those Florida Bowls. Mm-hmm. Those are way better football teams. 
OSU's interesting. They don't have Tylen Wallace. Yeah. They don't have Sanders. I, I misspoke earlier. She's out with an ACL. Yeah, they Wallace. do have yeah. Hubbard. Uh, you know, who's is he still the nation's leading rush? Because he's about to Barely. hit two thousand. Mm-hmm. He's about to clip two thousand. A few yards ahead they, of uh Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. And they didn't play in a championship game. So he's a few yards ahead and one game behind. Man, I love it. Let's test the run defense against the, the nation's leading rusher. Let's see. You yep. know, and I, and it, here's what'll be interesting. Which Aggies play? Who doesn't? I mean, who's going to turn pro? Who's not going to have decided? This bowl game, guys not playing thing. Uh, I, I'm, I have a feeling that a couple of Aggies are going to make really like bad decisions in terms of leaving early. Um, I'm kind of eyeballing the wide receiver position as a flashpoint. Um, and I'm not saying a couple could be. I, I kind of almost expect one to do it out of those three. Um, Matt Abike, I don't think would be a bad decision, but I think he has more of a decision than people think. The scouts I continue to talk to, I think Justin's going to get a second-round grade. So A lot of second-round grades here have come back for their senior year. Yeah, and, and Eric McCoy left and got, yeah. you know, and, and it worked out great for him. So that's kind of in that, hey, make a decision. That's not the, not the Christian Kirk left and it worked out great for him. Mm-hmm. So, but... In the instance, if you're a defensive tackle and you have a chance to rise up into that top five, top ten, and make that yeah. real money right out of the chute. So it'll be that one will be interesting. But you know, so they're without Wallace and without and without uh Sanders, but they've been without those guys. Wallace for a while, Sanders for a couple games now, and all the bowl practices. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's not gonna stink, and they're not gonna be able to go out there and not throw the football because they're quarterback. They're yeah. going to be ready. To- we'll have more with Lucci next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. 
With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Let's talk college football playoff, New Year's Six pairings. The committee, did they get it right? Did they not get it right? What part of it did get they get right? More with Billy Lucci here in studio. Committee's goal is to rank, get the best four teams in and rank them in order. And they nailed that. Yeah. They absolutely nailed that. Who could have? Yeah. I mean, you could have screwed it up by putting Ohio State number one. No. and having them pick Phoenix, and then all of a sudden LSU's got to play Clemson in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean. But the way they if did If they it, did that, they should disband the committee. So yeah. I don't, I'm not going to give them credit for doing that. Like It's like. Obvious move. Hey, Gabe, congratulations on showing up to do your radio show this morning. Yeah. That you host. I say that because I'm just a guest. Wait. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, good work, Gabe. Yeah. You did good. Yeah. You, you, you. You did it. You got to all. You got all the commercials in. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but after that, I'm kind of like, well, what the heck's going on here? You know, the massive surge up from Oregon, uh, the massive fall from grace of Alabama the last two weeks. You got Baylor who didn't fall at all after losing. And I know it was in overtime, but how is Baylor seven and Alabama is thirteen? Well, here's the beauty the of same it. Baylor. Goes from – I don't get it. Like you, I watch football and Baylor's – they're a pretty good team. They're good. They're pretty tougher good, than I Pretty thought. good team. Like, they play – I like the way that I – like, I like the way they play. Mm-hmm. I like the way Matt Rule coaches them. They're physical. Mm-hmm. They're Their defense fast. is good. Yeah. But to have them rank seventh – and here's the thing. I think it's going to get justified when they play Georgia because I think Georgia's still overrated where they're at. But I, here's the thing, and it's a good matchup because Georgia can't score on anyone. Georgia's going to embarrass the SEC twice in a row because they're not going to want to be there. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Georgia should have something to prove. Here's the thing. They're giving away money. I'm picking Baylor in the points there right now, I'll just tell you. Baylor has gone from, what is it? Seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think Baylor Georgia wins can't score, outscore anybody by seven. Here's the thing. Baylor went from like 13 to to finish 7th and in 3 weeks what they did was they beat Texas who's 7 and 5, mm-hmm. Kansas Unranked. who's one of the worst teams in college football no matter what and then the fact they almost beat Texas is pitiful. And then and then they lost in overtime to OU. Well, it was their third string quarterback, you know. That's fine. Okay. Then I question you, what on God's green earth has have the Oklahoma Sooners done this year? Next they beat UCLA, and then they won games against Big 12 teams that just propped each other up as the year went on that didn't do anything in the non-conference. And OU should have lost at home to Iowa State. They were gift-wrapped a victory against TCU with a horrendous spot that, w- that should have led to the firing of certain Big 12 officials. Big 12 officials did a hell of a job of getting that league wor- into... The Big 12 officiating is the reason why the Big 12 has a team in the playoff and their reason why they have two in the New Year's Six. So you can talk conspiracy theory, and I'm going I'm to tell you right now, that officiating of keeping those teams afloat, that officiating was worth millions and millions of dollars for, this, for that conference. Yeah. To give OU that spot in that situation in the fourth quarter wow. against... TCU. Same night AM got host. Yeah. And to and to not overturn or not rule that a fumble in the Tech Baylor game. That that was it was it was a game ender. The game was over. Baylor lost that football game on the field. It was over. They lost the game. Mm -hmm. The Big Twelve officiating, they probably all got raises, much less getting (laughs) fired. So but if you're in the committee and you're watching that stuff. I'm not saying you have to, in your mind, call it a loss for Tech against Baylor or 
OU against TCU because OU still could have got a stop. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you're watching how they play and you go, Oklahoma really probably shouldn't have beaten that team. They got it taken away from them, TCU did. And that's a TCU team that lost to SMU. And Yeah, they're not a bowl team. Baylor, you know, you're watching like, they're, they look good. They should have lost to Tech. Tech lost to Arizona. You know, Iowa State, oh, it's a good win by OU against Iowa State. Well, is it? I mean, they lost to Iowa by one point. That was nice. They also got taken to overtime by Northern Iowa. That's their non-conference. So, I, I just think, and, and when you combine that with where they put the SEC teams, where's Oregon ranked right now? Oregon's up to six. Oregon went to number six. Where's Utah? Utah went down to 11. 11. Uh, and both those teams are... Oregon shoots past an Auburn team that beat them. Oh, way past. And what else has Oregon what else has Oregon done? They've beaten Utah, who has beaten no one. Right. Okay? Oregon gets this big win over Utah and they shoot back back up. Utah has beaten no one. And that's who they beat. You know who who Auburn's beaten? By their own rankings, they've beaten number eight or whatever it is, Florida. Correct. They've beaten number 12, 13 Alabama. 13 Alabama, which is a joke, by the way. Yeah, that's another joke. Their losses that's have ridiculous. come to LSU and Georgia and who? Who's the third one? LSU, Georgia. Oh, Florida. Florida. They, they didn't beat Florida. No, they lost. LSU, Georgia, Florida. and Florida. They've beaten Bama. Mm-hmm. They've beaten number six, Oregon. Did they lose to LSU by three? Is that right? Yeah, it was a close game. It was, if it wasn't three, it was four. And I mean, meanwhile, Oregon, late in the year, loses at Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah. How are they sick? That, that is the stupidest thing. Rob Mullins, that, that, oh, by the way, the well, Rob Mullins, chair. I, 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 think he, I don't think he's crooked. I think he's clueless. It's a different C word with him. I think yeah. he's clueless. Our thanks to Luch. We'll take a timeout. Let's go around college football with the editor-in-chief of the college football page at theathletic.com, Mr. Stuart Mandel. Next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Welcome back. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's talk college football playoff. In New Year's Six, Joe Burrow's runaway Heisman season in the coaching carousel, as well as we're joined on the phone line by the editor-in-chief of the college football page at theathletic.com, Mr. Stuart Mandel. Do you think the committee got that part of it right? Yeah, I mean, I hate to, to, to do a cop out here, but I think you could. It, it was, there was no wrong answer there. You know, the case they made for... LSU moving ahead of Ohio State based on obviously a, a resounding win over their number four team uh, makes sense to me. If they had gone the other way and said, well, Ohio State had more top 25 wins and they won every game by double digits, that would have made sense to me too. Now, obviously, it has a big impact. You'd definitely rather be in the one against the four seed than in the two three game. Uh, I just think they were that close. Yeah, I think they nailed the top four. And then where it gets really interesting is how far up they moved Oregon. They didn't drop Baylor at all. And then just how far down still Auburn and Alabama is, almost as if we really don't want to put four teams from the SEC in the New Year's Six. What did you kind of make of, yeah, the first four were perfect. Did you agree with the remainder of the rankings, or do you have an issue with any of it? The one I was most, uh, I would say, invested in or concerned about was Wisconsin because I really feel like it's uh, it would be a flaw in the system if losing your if playing an extra game and losing your conference title game caused you to miss out on, in this case, the Rose Bowl, uh, while a team that was sitting home moves up. So for the most part, I mean, they kept Wisconsin above Penn State. Uh, they didn't move Baylor down. They. I mean, the one that was a little surprising, I guess, is how Georgia can can suffer such a lopsided loss and only move down one spot. Yep. Uh, I might say more about the rest of the field. Uh, the only one that really got punished was Utah, and I saw that coming because they had such a, a thin case to begin with. They really needed to obviously beat Oregon to even have a top 25 win, and not only did they not win, they got crushed 
So I think at that point, the committee decided to uh, uh, basically go back on what they've been saying for weeks about how dominant and complete they were and move them down far enough that they got bounced out of the New York, New York Six entirely. Well, I think a lot of people are talking about this hopeful matchup between LSU and Ohio State, Joe Burrow against his old team, but the, the two most dominant teams throughout the course of the season with the, probably the two best resumes. Uh, we all want that game to happen on January the 13th, but Vegas is certainly not overlooking Clemson. In fact, Clemson is favored in that game in Glen- Glendale, Arizona. Did that surprise you at all, and, and where are you kind of leaning in that particular game, Stu? I mean, if you were going just by who do you think is the best team, Clemson is, is I have a perfectly good case for number one. They just don't have the resume because of how bad the ACC was this year. But if you look at, uh, there was a stat that went up on ESPN. Uh, you know, you think of last year's Clemson team, first 15-0 team, great team. And this team had the exact same scoring margin over the course of the season. They were wow. that dominant. So, uh, I, I know, I mean, nobody wants to play them. The whole the whole thing about one versus two is who doesn't have to play number three in the semis. So, yeah, I wrote about this on on my in my column. I went up after the rankings. This is a it, it, people have to realize how extremely rare it is to have three teams that aren't just undefeated but have been so dominant for the most part uh, that you know you have to go back to '04. You have to go back to the year that Auburn got left out of the BCS championship game to have anything comparable to this. I think, and even as I you know remember back to that year. Uh, those teams all had a lot of close calls. Mm-hmm. You know, this, you're talking about a Clemson team that had one close call and won all their other games by 30 plus. Ohio State won every game by double digits. The other night, you know, being down uh, at halftime, Wisconsin was the closest thing they had to a scare. And then LSU had some close games when they were playing Alabama uh, or, or Texas, but for the most part, they were they rolled too. So three dominant teams. I'm just so excited and fascinated to find out who wins this thing. When you go beyond that in the New Year's Six matchups, I think they're pretty mundane, frankly. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite matchup of the remainder of the New Year's Six? The only one out of the remainder of the New Year's Six I'm all that interested in is the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, yeah. you know, I grew up in Big Ten country, it's, and I live on the West Coast now. It's still a big deal to me. And, um, you know, Oregon looked great the other night uh, uh, against Utah. They certainly earned that spot. You know, I think the guy that doesn't get caught, you know, Jonathan Taylor, with that game the other night, moved over 6,000 yards in his career, and this is only his third year. He's like number four or five now on the all-time rushing list. He's only a junior. So I think it's great that he gets to, it'll probably be his last game, and to do it in Pasadena where Ron Dane and other Wisconsin backs have really uh, you know, made their mark. I think that's a cool storyline. After that, though, I mean, I put up my column ranking the, all the bowls, all 39, and uh, I have the Citrus Bowl next. I I'm much more interested in Alabama, Michigan than I am. Oh yeah, uh, those other uh, those other three New Year's Six bowls. Yeah, that's, those are fantastic. Now Joe Burrow is going to be the runaway Heisman winner. Let's get into the Heisman just for a second because the the the, the finalists are going to be named, and that can be a floating number. It could be three, it could be four, it could be five. We've seen, I think, we've seen six one year. Uh, do you think he breaks the record for win margin and total of number of first place votes, Stu? You know. I don't know off the top of my head those numbers, but I, ha- I think it's definitely a shot. We, uh, our, our Heisman's drop hole, 51 uh, people who cover college football across the athletic. They're not all Heisman voters, but I think they're pretty representative of the electorate because they're spread all, all over the country. And he got all 51 first place votes. Yeah. Now, he's not going to get all 930 or whatever his first place votes. Why, why not, he though? He absolutely set a record. Why wouldn't he get all? Because there'll be because there'll be somebody in Oklahoma that votes for Jalen Hurts. There'll be somebody in Wisconsin that votes for Jonathan Taylor. Our thanks to Stu Mandel. We'll take a break and run down the schedule of the bowl games that matter. We're just going to run down the schedule in the final segment of the Texas Marine and Y Report next on the CRM Sports Network. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <laughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
from ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Welcome back. Final segment of the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you. And let's run down the schedule of the bowl games that matter in college football this bowl season. And I've got a, a nice chunk. And I think there's some really good matchups here. And some games we're going to throw out there that aren't very good matchups. But we're going to let you know uh, where where these games are going to be broadcast on television and what, the, what it looks like on the date. And well, you start with the college football playoff. And, and the committee did get this part of it right. They got the right four teams. They got them in the right order. The Peach Bowl in Atlanta, December the 28th. This is going to be all-time central here, 3 o'clock on ESPN. LSU favored by 12.5 right now. We'll see if that number continues to increase or if it goes back a little bit. 12.5 against the Oklahoma Sooners in a 1-4 game. In Glendale, Arizona, the Fiesta Bowl, also December 28th, 7 o'clock ESPN. Ohio State, number two, against number three, Clemson. And right now, the Tigers of Clemson are favored by two. Now, the winners of those two games, many people hope it's LSU-Ohio State. That'd be a heck of a matchup. We'll be in New Orleans on January the 13th, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Can't wait for the college football playoff. It's it, They got the right four teams in. With OU kind of process of elimination, I do not think they're a great team. I think it's LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and everybody else. But this is a four-team playoff. And really, they were looking at resume, the the obvious choice there, but there wasn't a great number four team in OU having beaten Baylor uh, not once but twice and out, outlasted them in the Big 12 championship, did receive a, a, a worthy nod, even though I think uh, I, I do not believe they're a great team and I do not believe they stand a chance to beat LSU because the Tigers are going to run. They're going to score the football. They're, they're going to score it. They're going to pass it. Uh, they're going to run on Oklahoma's defense. OU is improved defensively, but not against great teams, not against ultra-physical teams, and I think LSU is going to win not only that game, but go on to win the national championship. All right, New Year's Six games, and these aren't great matchups. The Cotton Bowl, Arlington, Texas, December the 28th, 11 a.m. on ESPN, Penn State, favored by seven against Memphis. Orange Bowl in Miami, December the 30th, 7 o'clock on ESPN, Virginia against Florida. 
out of the SEC, Florida favored by 13 points. In the Rose Bowl, January 1st, as always, as customary, 4 p.m. ESPN, Wisconsin favored by 2.5 against Oregon in a Big Ten Pac-12 game. Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, January 1st, 7.45 p.m. ESPN. Baylor out of the Big 12 against Georgia favored by 7.5 points. In that one, give me Baylor all the way in the points. The Bears probably stand a, a real good chance of winning that football game because you know they're going to be fired up to be in a Sugar Bowl. And last year we saw what Georgia wasn't interested in doing, and they got run by Texas even beyond what the seven-point margin of defeat would would have indicated there. So I don't love those New Year's Six games, but I do like the remaining SEC-related games. Let's go into those. Citrus Bowl in Orlando, New Year's Day at noon, ABC. Alabama favored by seven against Michigan. I think that'll be a fun game. Outback in Tampa, January 1st, also at noon. These are going on simultaneously, ESPN. Auburn favored by eight, taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. In the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, January the 2nd, it's a six o'clock game on ESPN. Tennessee and Indiana, that game, no, I haven't seen a line yet on that game. I also have not seen a line on the Music City Bowl or the Belk Bowl. We'll get to those in just a second. We mentioned the Texas Bowl, A&M, Oklahoma State, and A&M right now favored by five and a half. That's at December the 27th, 5.45 p.m. ESPN. Music City Bowl in Nashville, December the 30th, 3 p.m. ESPN. Mississippi State against Louisville, and I haven't seen a line yet on that one. And the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, December the 31st, 11 a.m. ESPN. Kentucky out of the SEC against Virginia Tech. Other interesting games, the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, Texas and Utah, the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Florida State, and Arizona State. You got the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Notre Dame, Iowa State. Pretty interesting matchup. Holiday Bowl in San Diego, USC, Iowa. Cyclones favored pretty good right there, even though USC could score points. So good O versus good D, but Iowa Iowa right now favored by five and a half. You got the Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix, December the 27th, Air Force and Washington State, a team that hardly ever throws it against a team that basically only throws it. And right now, Arizona State, Air Force rather, is favored by three points. And then the Las Vegas Bowl, I say that because next year that'll be an SEC tie-in, but right now, Boise and Washington, and they're playing for Chris Peterson, right? He's hanging them up, and the Huskies are favored in that game by three and a half. That's December the 21st, an early game. One of the early bowl games, the best game uh, the first week of the bowl season, hands down into story, into story, that Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State, and Washington. So there you go. Look at the bowl schedule of the games that really matter in college football this bowl season. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report for another week. Big thanks to Owen Buchanan, Billy Lucci, and Stuart Mandel and our producer, Dalton Hughes. We wrap up another season on the CRM Sports Network. Hope you've enjoyed it. Gabe Bach with you. It's been the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.